Rhonda Brunson from the Picking Strawberries podcast. Thank you for listening, for being on this journey we're calling life, and for helping find the beauty in every day with me. I have a conversation today with Miss Laura, who's a licensed therapist as well as a shamanic healer. And our hope was to take away some of the mystery, maybe some of the fear and the stigma that goes along with therapy. The things that prevent people from reaching out and just living this, their most authentic life. Miss Laura is a therapist, a spiritual healer, an author, a speaker, and a meditation guide. She's been published in Psychoneuroplasticity Protocols for Addictions, Animal and Nature Rituals, and Mind-Body Solutions. She's also been a mental health expert on the Dr. Phil Show as the Director of Neuroplasticity for an Addiction Center. I love our conversation because it approaches mental health from the other side of the chair, if you will, how she sees it and the process that she loves about it to help people live this one precious life. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did and that you gain some insights too that just helps you look out into this beautiful world in a different way. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here. If you're looking for a community who's searching for the beauty in every day, having authentic conversations about how we can give back and make this a better place, I encourage you to subscribe to Picking Strawberries. Join me and my guests as we're talking about real things, real life, and how we can take the positive and make us better and all the people around us shine brighter. Hello, Miss Laura, and welcome to Picking Strawberries podcast. I feel like this conversation is important today. So thank you for saying yes, for taking your time and being here today. Yeah, thank you, Rhonda. I'm so excited to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you are a fantastic therapist. I know because you're my therapist. (laughs) And I feel like there is just still a mystery, a fear maybe still a little bit of stigma that surrounds therapy. So my thought for today was, how can we kind of pull back those curtains, kind of break that mystery a little bit, and take away a little bit of a fear, maybe for someone who's considering therapy, where it could really change their life, and take that leap. So we know that you are a therapist, right? We know what therapist means. You have a master's in clinical mental health. You've done all that traditional, what we consider traditional therapy work. You're also a shamanic healer. So can you just dive into that a little bit? What does that mean to be a shamanic healer? Yeah, that's a great question. And that term, shamanic healer, usually it's mystified by people. They usually don't know exactly what that means. But really what it means is it's not a spirituality. It's not a religion. It's the belief that we have an internal medicine inside of us that we can all tap into. And we have the ability to tap into this medicine and to heal ourselves. So what the shamanic healer is doing, it's they're just acting almost as a bridge between the spirit world and this world to help that person tap into their own internal medicine. Oh, what a great explanation. Yeah, yeah. It's also the, the belief that everything is interconnected. Our spirit, our mind, our body, all of it, our heart is interconnected together. So if a, if a person comes in and they're having a a traumatic event in their life, then it's basically the belief that it's going to bleed on over to the physical, 
right? Or to the mind. And a lot of times in Western culture, what we do is we pigeonhole the body, mind, and spirit into different entities as if they don't exist as one unit. So shamanic healing is allowing all of those things to come together and we're healing all of them at the same time. Okay. So then how do you, as a licensed therapist and a shamanic healer, how are you blending the two of those together for the most benefit for your patients? There's so many different ways. Um, Sometimes what we'll do is we'll start with the traditional therapy, right? The talk therapy. And then once we start to build a rapport, then I'll start to work in shamanic journeys, spirit animal meditations, visualizations, uh, cord cutting sometimes. We're doing these rituals and cleansing the aura. And we're doing these so they it can blend with the therapy together. So a lot of times when people are going through this process, they're not used to being able to go inward themselves and being able to heal themselves. And so I love doing this work and blending the two because it really does give people the empowerment that they can heal themselves. Yeah. For me, the two of them have become so powerful together and just, you know, the healing seems to go faster with the two together. That's on just on the the other end of that. That's what it feels like. Yes, yes. You know, and it's because we're working on the conscious mind. In, In talk therapy, we're working on the conscious mind. But in shamanism, we're working on the subconscious or the psyche. And so a lot of times our traumas or our wounds or our beliefs about ourselves, they're hidden. They're not in the conscious mind. We have to really dig down into the psyche so we can see what exactly is going on. And that's why I like using shamanic healing together because we're able to get into that psyche or that subconscious, which is where a lot of our wounds are. So shamanic healing dates back. I mean, Paleolithic era, that's a long, long time ago. I had to look that up. So it's not new, but definitely in the last 40 years, it's had a surge of interest. And to me, it feels like the last five to 10 years, almost becoming like a mainstream thing. Why do you think it's still so relevant today? Well, I think it's so relevant today because all of the things that we've always had like nature and sunshine and our bodies and the breath, all of these things are still here today, right? We're not looking at a pharmaceutical that we're like, oh no, this no longer is, is going to work anymore, right? We're looking at things that are natural in nature, animals, our breath, our body, the way that we are, these are the things that help us heal. And also it helps whenever we do shamanic healing, like you said, it's a faster process and it helps us shed emotional traumas, blockages. We really get to know beliefs where we're stuck about who we are. And all of these healing properties that we have that are abundant in nature, we can use them. We can use them. They're provided for us to heal. What a beautiful thing that is, right? That that's all right there for us. So if a client comes to you, you know, we I don't think you always have to use therapy for these big giant things, right? Like maybe you're just stuck and you don't know why and you know you're not living to your potential. So you're sitting there looking at them as their therapist. What are first steps? What are the first things you're going to do with them? I first, we, we talk about what is keeping them stuck, right? What's the limitation? Anytime I hear that word stuck, it's usually for me a flag 
that someone is limiting themselves and there's some sort of belief in the mind that they're holding that is not allowing them to propel forward in life. And um, once we start to process where they feel stuck cognitively, then they start to understand, oh, you know, an example is, oh, I'm stuck because I was told that I would never amount to anything in childhood. And so now that I'm becoming more successful, I'm placing this limit on myself and it's a cognitive limit that's maybe stuck in the psyche or the subconscious mind. When do you suggest it's time? You know, mental health is big in everyone's mind right now. You see it everywhere. As a professional, when would you just suggest to someone it's time to seek professional help? You know, I I love that question because I'm starting to get to know myself in therapy and I, I believe that there really isn't a right time. You can do it any time you want to. And the reason I bring up myself is because, you know, back in the day, I used to think, oh, it, you know, something really bad has to be happening for me to go to therapy. And that's simply not true. It's, you know, anytime I have a milestone or anytime that maybe I'm facing something in my life, I can go to therapy. But the truth of the matter is, therapy's good at any moment because our growth, it never ends. We can always learn more about ourselves. And um, I've really enjoyed my my therapist and doing therapy myself. And I just think that there really isn't a time where we should say, oh, this is the time to go. But if it's hard for someone to get in when things aren't going badly, I would say some signs might be high emotional responses to life, high reactivity, Maybe eating or sleeping habits have changed. Maybe there's a lot of grief happening, um, or maybe there's changes in the family or a new job. Anytime we have change, sometimes it's really hard to adjust to that change. But I would say there's not really a perfect time to go to therapy. You can go to therapy at any time. I love everything about that answer because for a long time I've thought every person on the planet needs therapy. I mean, they would just, <laughs> they would operate so much in more of their authentic self with just even a little bit of outside help. So it just validates to me what I've been thinking for years. Like, why are we not operating at our, our most, you know, authentic self, at our highest self that we can do the most good for the people around us. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think if we did mental health as often as we, you know, took care of our bodies, then we would be our highest self. I think that we really pay attention to our physical bodies more than our mental health because it's a little bit more, uh, like I said, on the subconscious mind, it's a little bit easier to hide our yeah. mental health. Yeah. Well, and then if we take care of our mental health, we may not have as much to take care of in our bodies, right? Because we healed from within. I mean, I feel like it's that like upcycling circle. So you sit with, I mean, a lot of people through some really, really hard stuff. I mean, I just, I can't even imagine what's brought to you. And I I feel like I'm not the only one that has this question. How do you keep yourself okay and not getting drawn into the trauma that you listen to every day? What does that like look like? I don't, I just can't imagine how, how someone does that. You know, I had this epiphany. Um, I was at a retreat probably uh, three years ago. And um, one of uh, the participants that were there, he asked me, he said, wow, you have a lot of clients. How do you take care of yourself? 
and I started just listing all the ways that I do self-care. And I was like, you know what? I think I have pretty much designed my life to be centered around self-care. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that how seems I do healthy it. to me, considering what you do all day. Yeah. 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 So lots of self-care. My morning routine is like my, my gold. It's what I have to do. The, you know, physical exercise. I love hot yoga, running. Um, I love journaling, meditation. If I don't do these things in the morning, I'm already thrown off, you know, um, supplements, taking a lot of supplements and vitamins. I also like to travel alone. I just got back from Puerto Rico and it's nice to just venture out alone and, and, and meet people and just be with yourself. So I need a lot of that alone time too. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I'm just going to throw this question in here. Being a shamanic healer, and I, this word comes up for me a lot. So I'm like, hmm, I'm going to ask Laura what she thinks about this word. What does the word sacred mean to you? One of my favorite words is sacred. Um, my, me too. My private practice is actually called the sacred life. And to me, it means intentional. It means connected to something bigger, such as God or spirit of the universe, whatever you want to label it. It means that our lives are not disposable. And if we live a sacred life, then we have the power to treat our life as sacred with our sacred hands and our sacred eyes. And we're able to treat every decision that we make as something that is important instead of just thinking that we're disposable and life doesn't matter. I knew I wanted to ask you. I knew I wanted your answer <laughs> to that question. Yeah. Perfect. I'm so going to re-listen to that and take notes. <laughs> so when you look out at our big, messy, incredible world, I mean, you see all the beauty, but you see a lot of messy. I mean, you see a lot of the hard and hear a lot of the hard. What do you see as beautiful when you look out kind of from your chair? In therapy, when I look out for my my therapist chair is like all of it. The whole process um, is just so beautiful that our suffering, oh, I'm getting emotional. Our suffering is important for us to grow. And so when a person is getting vulnerable in front of me, I, I'm sorry. When a person's getting vulnerable in front of me, I just find that process uh, such an honor to be a part of. And it's so beautiful that I get to be a part of that. And that the person in front of me trust me to be a part of that process, you know? But out in the world, I, I really love the small moments. I actually was um, getting my car washed and I was going through the, the car wash deal. And I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. There's just like <laughs> so thin. <laughs> All this yeah. stuff. And um, I think if we can start to see life as even the yucky stuff that's happening in the world today, you know, if we start to see that it's all a part of the balance, it's like the yin and the yang, and that all of it is supposed to happen, and it's 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 all in divine, beautiful timing, then we can start to open ourselves up to life is really beautiful, all of it. And we can see people as beautiful if we start to realize how interconnected we are to each other, we truly belong to each other. We are each other. And if we're having difficulty with someone, we can look at, wow, that person is a part of me. That's a part of me that I'm facing right now. And um, if we see ourselves as beautiful, then we can see others as beautiful as well. What a fantastic answer. Fantastic. So what inspires you to keep on your own growth and your own purpose? You know, um, there's a couple things. One of them are my clients. I have to be healthy. I have to, 
I have to grow. I have to be in a good space myself in order to help hold space for my clients. I can't be unhealthy for my clients. I have to be healthy. And so that is one of those um, <laughs> obligations that I have, have kept to my clients and to myself, but also the freedom I experience. Like anytime I notice myself breaking an old habit and doing something different that's healthier, or I feel like I've reached a new vibrational energetic state, it feels so freeing and it just gives me so much more zest to do the work, you know, and also just not being bothered by things, even uh, flight delays or traffic yeah. or any This of is things. why people need therapy right there, yeah. right? Not to be bothered by things. Like that's the yeah. key. You're yeah. just like, okay, well, this is it. And this is where I'm at. And that's all right. And so, yeah, yeah. My work with my therapist, my Reiki healer, all the retreats I go to. I mean, I, when, when I feel like they've paid off is when I start to get a higher level of freedom. So what's next? Any big projects, manifestations that you have on the works for you personally or for your business or the world? Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, let's have, go big. <laughs> I know. I'm going big this year, yeah. 2023. I have devoted 2023 to doing every month, having a workshop retreat, something where I can start to provide more healing to more people. Like I noticed that, you know, an hour at a time I'm, I'm working with one client, but really I could be working with like 40 or 50 at an hour at a time. So I really do want to expand myself in that way. Where would someone find that posted? Like if they oh. wanted to come join you, where would they be able to find where those are? Cause we're in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah. So you could, you could go to my Instagram at DFW spirituality. Okay. And we'll have those in the show notes too. Yes, please. Also, my Facebook is DFW Spirituality as well. You can find them posted there. My website will be updated. Yeah. And so you can put up, you can get them on my website as well. It's uh, dfwspirituality.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah. We'll include all that for people yeah. to, to find you and to join you. Okay, sorry, I interrupted you. So workshops. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, one. so workshops. Yeah. I've also got um, the Botanical Gardens in Fort Worth. I'm doing a meditation series with um, them and Dr. Frank Lawless. And so I'm very excited about that. Uh, Dr. Frank Lawless is incredible. I mean, he's a New York best time seller author. He's just wealth of knowledge. So I'm so honored to do this meditation series with him. And then also have a June retreat in Cuernavaca, Mexico. Mm. So we'll be doing some healing, shamanic healing work there. Uh, what a bit. That is a big year. I mean, I feel like that's been kind of the theme for a lot of people this year. Like, man, we're going big. Let's do 2023. It's time. Yes. Yeah, I feel that way. I feel a lot of like exciting momentum. Yeah. Well, this was fantastic. I had no doubt that it would be. I will definitely be taking notes on the show. And so I just want to close with a few more kind of rapid fire questions, get to know you and just close this out if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. What is your, I don't know. I mean, we could do favorite book, go-to book, most influential book. I mean, I think you can answer this one. However, that feels right for you. Yeah, I have a couple. And one of them is a sim simple, easy read that I absolutely love. It's called The Four Agreements by Miguel Don Ruiz. Such a good book. It's Everybody should read that book. 
four ways to live your life. The other, the other, I think, influential book when I was growing up was Brave New World. I really like that book. And then also anything by Mo- Michael Harner is very good about shamanism. Okay. What movie would you watch on repeat? I am a big fan of Vanilla Sky. There's so many psychological layers to that movie. So I would say that okay. one. What is your go? I mean, I know we said you live your life in self-care. What's like your go-to self-care always? Like that one is a non-negotiable. Meditation. Okay. Why do you love your job? Why do I not love my job? I feel like I'm the luckiest person in the world. I get to sit with these sacred souls across from me and we get to be together and share space and have heart-to-heart connection. I I can't believe I get paid to do what I do. Like, I I love it. (laughs) There's no reason I don't love my job. (laughs) What lights you up? In just like one or two words, this lights me up. Sunshine, ocean, love, connection. Mm. One word that describes your life today. (sighs) Radiant is what comes to mind. Ah, what a great word. Okay. Well, Miss Laura... We appreciate you. We appreciate you for you know sharing your heart and your skills, and I hope we maybe uncovered a bit of mystery around therapy because it's it's truly not mysterious. I mean, it's it's helpful and it's beautiful and it's a growth process, and uh, I I really think people will feel that from your conversation today. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being on the show. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you for a fantastic conversation, Miss Laura, that was authentic and vulnerable, and I appreciated having it from the side of a mental health professional and how we can get unstuck and live this most just precious, wonderful life. If you enjoyed today and you know someone who would benefit from hearing it, I encourage you to share the Picking Strawberries podcast. We're finding beauty every day together, and the more we shine, the more we allow others to shine around us. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. 